Welcome to the Shark Pod, the podcast that explores business and lifestyle design in Ireland and beyond. And now, live from Greystone Studios, here are your hosts, Luke Curry and Mark Baker. What is up, Shark Nation? Welcome to another episode of the Shark Pod. We are live from Greystone Studios, a.k.a. my box room, Marky B. Mark Baker's out there in Glenageary as usual. Mark Baker, how's it going? I'm good. Um, I'm not that fresh. I won't, I won't say I'm fresh. I'm straight off a, a, a plane, a Ryanair flight. Um, but uh, yeah, all good. All good. Great. Fresh, fresh from the the uh, the abusive behavior of the Ryanair staff. He's back. And uh, <laughs> and we've got uh, a guest today is Samantha Kelly uh, out of Wexford. The tweeting goddess is the company and you are very welcome, Samantha. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me, guys. And I am in my box room in Rosslare Harbour three box rooms coming together you know all over the east coast this is what it's all about uh, i'm really enjoying um getting back to my roots here doing this podcast i spent all week doing other uh quote-unquote professional podcasts and this one is more for fun so i'm delighted to, to get going this evening so samantha uh, the tweeting goddess what's the what's the business all about well, I help people who want to raise their profile, uh, get more sales, get more clicks, get more ticket sales, anything like that. Anything online, online sales, but particularly Twitter and LinkedIn. So anything in the B2B space. I am an, a Twitter expert. I'm an author of the little book of Twitter magic, nice. which I have here. And I'm also a TEDx speaker. Um, and I'm also the director of the Women's Inspire Network, which I created because I wanted to create an online network because I knew it could go, go global. And um, yeah, and I've got women for 480 members now from all over the world. So wow. yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing. It's, it's a whole life that I never imagined and didn't exist. This job didn't even exist a few years ago. So mm. it's mm, incredible. Cool. Like it, the, the amount of stuff that you like, how many, this is something that I was just wondering the other day, because we were, like I said, I was putting together that, uh, that other podcast for work and it's going to, like we're thinking about all the distribution channels and all that good stuff. And I was mm. thinking, how many people in the world are using the internet every day? And how many people are actually getting benefit out of it rather than just being a consumer? It's it's crazy, oh, isn't it? It's, it's, you know what I love about it? It, it, it gives the normal person and the, the nobody a chance to be a somebody. Um, and, and I was, you know, I'm, I'm 13 years sober. So my nice. journey really started when I, got rid of whatever was holding me back. And um, that's really where everything started for me. And then I started my first business when I was, it was I was hitting 40. It was um, an, an essential item that I needed to get for my daughter. Um, it, so my first business was a first period gift box for girls, right. which just totally happened by accident. <laughs> the usual thing when entrepreneurs start a business, it was something they went and looking for and it wasn't there. And I always say, if you can't find what you're looking for, create it. Right. So um, I created it and um I ended up on Dragon's Den and it was just a whirlwind of, you know, I had no money. I was a lone parent. I had no money. I had no good bank record. Nobody was going to give me a loan. So I just, that really kind of catapulted me into the public eye as well. Um, so I'd be on TV a lot and I'd be on the radio a lot. And now I speak all over the world at conferences about my story because I had no money when I started. And now I run two businesses. Nice. Um so the funky goddess story was was how it started, but then because I had no marketing budget, I started using Twitter, uh, in particular because I knew my target customer. I knew who they were. It was moms, dads of children that were that age, so 10, 11, 12, Sorry, lads, if you have daughters, 10, 11, 12, Just letting you know. Uh, <laughs> so oh my God. <laughs> I know, I know, but it's it was such a taboo topic as well, and still is, um, that I feel that that's why. I got so much attention and because I'm not very shy, I was able to be on the radio and stuff. But really, um, because I started using Twitter to market my business, I realized the power of storytelling, the power of building your network and building your community around you and the power of going global using social media. So that's really where it started. And now I've 61.5, I think it's 61,000 followers on Twitter. Nice. I'm a verified Twitter account and my women's inspire network is thriving as well so it's just amazing it's amazing. just if you told me this 10 years ago i wouldn't have believed you you know it's crazy and so what so what year was it when the i'm trying to line this up with the kind of the evolution of of social media what what, what year was the, the that 2016 so there was facebook yeah kind of facebook and twitter really bit of youtube um like instagram didn't exist 
crazy. TikTok didn't exist. We, we always um, forget about these things, how they come along and they just, they're in the zeitgeist. People just think they've always been there. Like I, and Snapchat didn't exist either. Like mm. I was even saying to somebody earlier uh, during the week as well, when they were talking about their, their, and, you know, they're a little bit older than usual, but they're, they're thinking about doing a, um, a, a kind of interrailing trip next summer. You know, and I'm like, okay, that's, that's going to be great. You'll have a great time. doesn't matter what age you are. You go see, you know, you know do whatever you want to do. Right. Um, yeah. But I was thinking back to my time when I did that, and that was in 2007, I think. And we didn't have any Google Maps. No. And I was like, how did we do How did we get around? I don't know how we figured it out. We just walk around aimlessly in Prague. And but, we, but you know what? Yeah. We had more adventures, though, I feel, because we had to yeah. ask the, ask for directions. <laughs> yeah. And then we'd meet some mad, crazy person who would bring us to their place and let them let us stay the night for the yeah. night it was yeah. like it was always crazy stories yeah. i'm the same i lived in paris for two years we didn't have i mean i wrote a letter to my parents or i rang home i had to get a phone card if i wanted yeah. to ring home it's mad yeah it's completely insane then we also had a uh we, the only thing that we had for the trains was a a, a year old like train uh timetable book that's all we had uh, we had no way to look it up we had no internet on our phones or anything and uh Somehow we got around. So, it, you know, you don't have to, people think people get to, you know, attach to the technology, but you can do it. Uh, without it. But anyway, I digress. So when you guys are getting started with the with that business and then you start to use Twitter and at what stage do you say, this is something that I, I love doing, this is something that I have a knack for, something I can build a business around? Well, it was when people started saying, oh, you need to talk to Samantha. She's a Twitter expert. I was like, am I? <laughs> am I a Twitter expert? Yeah. And the more people that put me on these global lists of people to follow and people that are doing marketing right, I was like, am I? Am I doing marketing cool. right? It just came naturally to me. I always knew the importance of surprising and delighting your customers. I always knew this importance of customer service, of of, of sales. I was good at sales. I worked um, with Winback for Aircom years ago, like, and if you can sell that, you, you can do, if you can knock on 40 doors and do sales, you can do any sales, yeah. you know, and it's it's about um, persistence, determination, all of that stuff and, and not giving up. And but also kindness, it's a huge yeah. one, you know, and I think um, I'm sure you guys can also think and, I, and people listening, there's always one person you remember helped you along in your journey. There's always one person that sat down and said, well, what would you like to do? And that's the person I want to be that woman that I needed when I started my business. I needed someone to say, OK, this is a great idea. What are we going to do to help you? And it was actually men. It was my mentors were men that actually helped me. So I want I, I think now, especially, I am passionate about giving women the confidence to go and do this stuff. Like some people, you know, I've got some hassle on Twitter saying, oh, who does she think she is? She's way above her station and, you know, um, stuff like, you know, oh, she, like it's not bragging. I am an expert. I am one of the best in the world. But we have to start believing and owning that. You know, if you're an expert in what you do, you're an expert in what you do. And I think that women don't even put themselves forward. You know, if there's panel discussions or if there's events, I've I've got opportunities for people and then they back out. So I think... Why do you um, think they, they do that? Uh, I think it's confidence. I think it's confidence. I think it's just um, a fear of, of not Judging. owning that expertise and being afraid. Like I used to go to other events and I'd watch the Twitter expert on the stage and I go... I know more than that person. I could do that, you know, and that's that's where I realized I could actually do this. Um, so, yeah, so I, I don't know if I digress there a little bit, but really that's where it started. Yeah, people started calling me an expert. It's really interesting, though, because I think that there is, and not maybe not maybe it's not just a, a women uh, you know, issue, but also I think Irish people find it difficult to say, you know, I'm the expert in this. I know more. I think what is an, what is an expert? You know, more than 90 percent of the population, I would say at a certain scale or well, I don't know what however an expert wanna... is someone that knows more than you do on a particular topic like uh, yeah. Mark I know nothing about recruitment you know I mean so I have a girl who does Instagram she's brilliant on Instagram she's on my team because I'm not brilliant on Instagram so I need yeah. someone that's brilliant on Instagram for my clients you know and an expert is someone who knows a hell of a lot more on on that topic that they're good at than you would know you know and can give like real value 
Yeah. I think that's the, yeah. that's the biggest thing yeah. as well. It's really interesting. Mm-hmm. And so I guess the from, from that point of view, when you got going with that, the next step, I guess, is building a business around that. So is the business now around coaching people, trying to, like, do you work on, like, individual like, campaigns or is it more trying to coach people to be better on Twitter, better on, what's the, what's, what's the business there? Kind of, at first it was managing accounts because um, the local hotel here, White's of Wexford it was at the time, nice. um, they asked me would I come in and show them how to use Twitter. So I showed them, they were like, oh, will you just do it for us? And I was like, okay, I'll manage the account for you. And that's when I realized I had another business. So I'd sold Funky Goddess at this stage to a customer because um, I was still getting loads of sales, but I wasn't actually making a profit. And I was working, 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 and I was exhausted. And, you know, all the lessons I've learned along the way, I, I, I try and share as much as possible. But, um, yeah, when they when I took over the Twitter account, um, Delata, the, the head office rang and said, how did you get 15% increase in your clicks to sale? And they were like, well, Samantha's running our account. You know what I mean? All I was doing... All I was doing was I went back to all the customers they had before that had engaged with them before and I started chatting to them. So I said, oh, hiya, Mary, how's it going? You know, and I see that you just did a, those cakes look great that you're doing the cake sale or whatever it was I did. I commented and then she went, oh, do you know what? We haven't been back in ages. And here she was thinking the hotel is talking to me. This is great. And next thing she said, have you any special breaks actually any discounts at the moment because I haven't been down to you in a while and I just said yeah here you go and I sent the link and then she clicked and bought a package and that is how it's done it's yeah. about engaging with your customers and and I have a, a real talent for doing that anyway but a lot of companies especially the bigger ones don't get that they just look uh publish publish, post, post. They don't actually engage like, you know, so, you know, it's about finding your customers. What are they doing? Who are they? What age are they? You know, what's going on in their lives? You know, so it's about, and that's why Twitter lists are great. And a lot of people aren't aware of Twitter lists that you can fine tune your experience. So you're not just seeing all the noise that you're actually just following people you are interested in. Um, So yeah, that's really where um, I started was managing accounts, but then I moved to people started asking me to speak at conferences and then they asked me to, to train their company or their team in the company. And I was like, okay, so I had to build my team so that my team could take over when I was doing this traveling and all. And now my team mostly does that stuff. And I don't really take on a lot of those unless it's a campaign, like a run up to Christmas, for example, um, an event, if it's a big event that's coming up that you want to promote, or if it's something that you want to launch, um, to kind of, you, you always give three month lead time if you're going to launch something or, you know, to build a community and build relationships and build your brand advocates before you actually launch. I always advise people to do that. Crowdfunding campaigns, I do them as well, very successfully. Um, yeah, so now I prefer to just, I do a lot of consulting for companies that just want my ideas because I have really good ideas. And um, I love that work. I love that work. So it's like, oh my God, they should do this. They should do that. And, and, and I love seeing it and implementing it. And then um, I, I also teach one-to-one. So I do workshops and stuff as well. Yeah. So there's a lot going on there. And I, I, one thing that I, I thought that was kind of an inflection point for you, it seems like when you got into uh, like public speaking and stuff like that, well, had, did that come naturally to you? Or was that the, the first kind of engagement you did there? Was that kind of nerve wracking? Well, that... I'm just laughing because I actually used to sing in a band. I used to play in Latouche and Greystones. Oh, so... really? Okay. Yeah. So I mean, that's, a, a, <laughs> that's a, an apartment built. So I'd say Greystones was, was, was sleeping. When I was growing up, we used to go, uh, we used to get the dart out uh, from Dunleary out to go fishing there. Um, and... I go fishing. Really? I love fishing. <laughs> yeah. And it was, it was a sleepy village. Yeah. Uh, and I remember uh, when my wife started working here and she wanted to move here, I was like, I'm never moving to Greystones. So I live in, I'm in the city here. You know, it was, I'll never move there. And then like a, a year later, we were here and live in that suburb. Oh, it's and, lovely. You see, yeah. a lot of people used to go to Latouche. There was a nightclub there. So when we used to sing the band anyway. Um, but anyway, that was years ago. But I had the confidence because I used to sing on the stage. Okay. So, so I wasn't stage, afraid of yeah. that. No. Okay. Um, it's interesting because I think I gave, I've spoke to somebody uh recently on a on the podcast that i've been doing for work uh and they they were brilliant they had so much talk about expertise this uh this lady like such specific knowledge on a an industry it was really enlightening anyone who's listening to that in that industry would be uh better off for it you know it was that it was real uh real valuable stuff and afterwards she was like oh i'm you know i was terrified there i've never been on 
on a microphone i've never been on a stage before like that was a big step for me um so i was delighted that she got to do that uh you know in her in her career but well, you how see, many people out there when, like that you know well you see when you actually are passionate she's passionate about her niche yeah. and when you're passionate about your niche you can talk about it like if i said to luke or if i said to mark right I said, Mark, do you know what? Someone's dropped out of my conference. I need you to talk about a topic for 20 minutes. What can you talk about for 20 minutes without any preparation? So, Luke, mm. you could talk about starting a podcast. You could talk about fishing. Mark, you could talk about art. You could talk about recruitment. So it's about mm. finding your niche. And it's so important to find your niche. Mine is Twitter. Like how many Twitter experts do you know? And how many social media experts do you know? There's only like two main Twitter experts experts myself and Madeline Sklar and maybe Keith Keller in Australia that's three so th there's not many yeah. you know so it's about finding that niche and making sure that you are the best at what you do it's interesting and also what you're talking about the engagement there when you're working with the um the hotel I think that's you know that might be kind of a little bit of a secret weapon for Mark Baker as well when you reach out to people with the recruiting thing you, you're a little bit more specific to what's happening in their world to kind of get them to you know get that conversation going like that it's so the way things are now it's a lot of noise going on on the internet right mm. and how do you get people's attention through like you said just blasting out updates you don't yeah. just blast yeah. it that's the thing you see <laughs> you don't just blast it yeah. why do, why do people do that then because do they don't feel understand. busy i i don't know I mean, if you check the engagement, there's probably no engagement on those tweets. Like they, they, I don't know. Or people just think that because it's going out, it's, see, someone, it's hitting somebody. But you know what? It's actually about um, standing out. And I, what I do is I start following, like, for example, Shark Pod podcast. Okay. If I was running your Twitter account, will I give you an example like that? Okay. Yeah. If I was running your Twitter account, I would go and I would follow people who I know listen to podcasts. I'd also follow How people in business. How do yeah. we find those people? You go and look at other podcasts and you find out, you, you look, look in search and you look okay. at the hashtag podcast and you yeah. see the people who are commenting on those posts about podcasts. You also, yeah. um, anyone that's mentioned the word podcast, you can actually search for as well. And if you look at our podcasts and see that people are commenting on webinars as well and stuff like that, but also people in business, uh, they like to listen to podcasts, walkers. There was a hashtag called 100 day of Days of Walking. A lot of those walkers listen to podcasts. So that's yeah. what I'd be doing. I'd start building relationships there. Um, but then it's the content piece. So you need to kind of, well, why should they listen to your podcast? You know, you start putting up images of the speakers that you had before, what was the gem that you got from that conversation? I mean, you do this. You have all those little quotes. So I actually used one of your quotes when, um, with one of your, your ex-interviewees, and I used one of those quotes because it was really good because it's, it inspires. When you inspire, give hope and educate on Twitter, you'll do really well. Okay. I'm taking notes here. Yeah. Like, Mark Baker, you got to educate people. You're an artist. People love that type of thing as well. I think there's a lot of people aspiring to to be you know artists and stuff Huge. like that people love mm. people love to see my start to finish i i put up like parts of it like start you know uh, step by step type of thing people people love I, I never would have thought that was content the, the actual making of it is more than the actual finished product do you know what take them on a journey always mm. take them on a journey i did that with, i paint as well mark and um, oh, i did that with this one i did um before and after and all that it's right it's right you don't do <laughs> but that's just the kind of thing oh, I wow. do, just little landscape things. But like what I did was I, I did the before and then I did work in progress and they love it and they love seeing the finished one. And um, yeah. so what you did, didn't I comment on that or didn't I like it or something? I, I'm sure I liked the, the Roy Keane one. So you're yeah. getting people interested. We're interested, yeah. you see. So keep them interested. So the next time you do something similar. So why did I particularly comment on that one, do you think? Because I knew the person. Uh, there's yeah. a there's an attachment, an emotional attachment to the World Cup and Italia yeah. ninety, and you know. So, so do another one around that. Like mm. whatever posts do well, mm. why do they do well? Investigate. You know, is mm. it the emotion? I know when I did my tweet, um, I did a tweet that went viral there when the pandemic started, and I was like, why did that go viral? Um, and another one that went really well was um, it was hope. The two common themes were hope. 
Isn't that interesting? Mm. Um, Because the one I did was my husband proposing to me in New York and my husband was 59 at the time. And like, I'm no spring chicken, I'm 50, right? But at the time, I was like, why did that do so well? First of all, everyone loves a bit of romance, right? And it was in New York, which is, you know, and then, but the amount of people that said, oh, there's hope for me still because my husband was 10 years older than me. You know, they knew that he was older and he was like, oh, you know, is that his first time getting married? And I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm the first time we ever mar- got married. My third time. But anyway, that's another story. But like that was the thing that came out of it was hope because I was given hope to people by that nice story. So stories, mm. stories all the time. I, I, yeah, I love that idea of the hope as a as, as something to kind of put out there, because I remember we did a, a, one of our podcasts with Andy Mackin, Mark. And somebody yeah. contacted me afterwards because Andy, uh, you know, I don't know if you've come across him, Samantha, but he's done. No. No. He's built a, a huge business uh, out of uh, Blarney. I think he's in in Cork, and uh, it's crazy international business, growing like like mad. Um, and he start only started that business in his forties. It was his first business, and I think that they're looking to do thirty million dollars or something this year. And wow. someone reached out to me and said, "That's great. You know, I'm in my forties. I never did anything entrepreneurial mm-hmm. before. And this guy was in the was in the navy since he was eighteen, and then just overnight just changed and his entire life. And he's He's the most helpful person to anyone who asks. He's a really great guy, you know. I mm, think really that kind great of help guy. that kind of giving back. He like he'll take a call from anyone. I feel like you know. <laughs> but this is but <laughs> this is important. Him. What you just mentioned, though, Luke. You know, the people who are kind to me, like the people who are kind to me, were, were leaders at the top of their game. Mm. The successful, most successful people are kind. They mm. don't stomp over others to succeed. They don't bitch about others. They don't complain. They inspire and they engage and they make people feel special. I was speaking at the same event. Uh, I'm going to name drop now. Gary Vaynerchuk. I'm sure you know Gary Vaynerchuk. Yeah. He was speaking in Dublin and I was speaking as well. And so I was in the green room, Gary Vaynerchuk. And I was like, what? And um, it was just so lovely. He was so nice. And one thing I noticed about him, every single person he met, he made eye contact with and he nodded and made them feel special, made them feel mm. like someone. It's huge. Next time you see a leader, like a, you know, someone that you admire in a, in a conference or something, watch that. You'll see how they treat people. Um. So yeah, it's really interesting what you said there, Luke. Yeah. Really interesting. And the the, I guess the one of the other things actually I wanted to say just before we move on because that could, this is kind of connected. Um, I saw that you were on the Success uh, Story podcast uh, with uh, Scott J. Cleary. Yes. Yeah. And, he's uh, lovely he seems like a really nice guy and he, mark lovely. that's a, a podcast in america he also interviewed uh grant cardone we're always about two separations uh from him i don't know what it is we've had loads of people on the podcast that kind of are like it kind of attached to him or we had uh we had um joe doyle on as well who's like i i'd say personal friends with uh with uh with uh <laughs> with grant cardone as well so that was weird how did you get how did that kind of come about the uh the uh success story podcast how did you get on there Oh, it's lovely. And by the way, if you're in Clubhouse, um, I spoke to Grant Cordon on Clubhouse. So if you go to Clubhouse, you get a chance to speak to him. Do you know the social audio app? Yeah, we actually, me and Mark are a couple of Huawei guys. So we actually don't have the access to that without our iPhone. You know, we're on. No, I have. No, you have. I'm Android. Oh, Oh, yeah. Yes, you have access. Uh, If you want me to show you later, I can show you. Um, But Clubhouse uh, and Twitter Spaces, Luke. Twitter Spaces, Mark and Luke, please check out Twitter spaces. You could do your podcast, the shark pod. Oh, I, I have so many ideas for you guys. <laughs> Twitter spaces is social audio as well. And so okay. you've got Twitter spaces and sorry, I get a big excited. Sorry. <laughs> Twitter spaces and clubhouse. And there are hardly any Irish people using it. And I am cleaning up over in clubhouse because there's no Twitter expert over there. Madeline Scalar is using Twitter spaces. I use Twitter spaces as well, but I, you know, I kind of stepped back when I could see how much they, I hadn't got time to do what they were doing. They were doing a room every week and, I was like, oh, no, I just don't have the time. I'm, I'm running two businesses. Like, so I said, right, I'll just pop in when I feel like it. So sometimes I just open a room. So what I'll do is, Mark and Luke, I'll let you know when I'm opening a room and maybe send you a little um, link. Uh, and what we do is if you see Twitter spaces, see, this is not, is this visual? I can show you. Yeah. 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 Okay. So I know the people listening won't be able to see this, but I can talk you through it. So let's say you have your Twitter app open. So open Twitter on your phone. 
I'll just show you where it is so you can know where to find it. And you've got home down the bottom here. Do you see the purple at the top? Yeah. 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 That's Twitter spaces. So they're rooms. Interesting. I didn't even. So there's one about bugs, Twitter spaces bugs. Let's go in there. So this is Quinn. She's the Twitter engineer. So you go in there and it's connecting to a Twitter space. See? And there are all the people that are in it. If I join this, you can hear them. Wow. So it's, it's very similar to the, the idea of the clubhouse, I guess. Is that the... Okay, so they're in there talking about bugs. They're in there talking about bugs, and Amazing. which is one I would like to go to because I get bugs and because I'm Android. So you okay. see, this is the thing. You get to know the engineers. You get to know the Twitter, the other Twitter folk. But like one of the guys in there is actually speaking at my conference on the 13th of October, all about Twitter spaces. And we're going to network in Twitter spaces afterwards. Wow. Social audio is, is so, and Grant Cardone is often on Clubhouse and you will hear him talk and you can ask him questions. Um, but, you know, he wouldn't be my favorite though. You know, I think there's a lot of good people. He's very manny, isn't he? Like, you know, maybe I just, <laughs> maybe I just like, there's like some leaders like um, Bill Yao, I love, uh, uh, you know, there's so many, so many different leaders, you know, that I, I just admire and people are watching you all the time as well, you know, and, and you might not see them say to me, oh, congratulations. Like I was featured in a top 50 list women in tech or whatever recently. And, um, and uh, <laughs> I just laughed at how I said that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And um, what happened was I got messages, private messages from real top leaders saying congratulations, but didn't say it in public, but they're watching, they're watching, they're watching, they're watching. So they're probably listening to your, your pot, your shark tank, your shark uh, pot podcast as well. It's happened a couple of times where the, the people who reach out to, to us to say, you know, to go on the, the, the podcast and one in particular, we're like, uh, yeah, you can come on. Like, you know, some guys sold $750 million with the companies. Like, and he's like, yeah, I've been listening to some of your stuff. I'm like, you're listening to that while you're going for your walk. Listen to me and Mark. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes, sometimes it's just me and Mark having, you know, having a discussion. And yeah, but like, you see, know. it's good. It's quality content. It's good. It's it's it's. it's you know what? It's though, nice. Yeah, it's nice. It's mm. it. Don't forget, people have been through the mill the past year and a half, and I think people are listening to podcasts more than ever. So now is the time to make yours stand out more than ever. So I've already said to Mark, you know, I can probably, if you write me a list of desirable people you'd like to have in the podcast, I, I might be able to help you connect. And that's really important, connecting people with each other. You know, it could be one useful introduction could change everything for mm-hmm. somebody, small business, especially, you know. Especially now because- Yeah, people- sure. Look, we're, we're here right now because of uh, Rob in Dublin Chamber, Rob, Rob Cullen. Rob is great. Rob's great. Yeah. Yeah. Rob might know everyone. That's what he does best. Yeah. He refers people. <laughs> He's a master networker. He is. Yeah. And, 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 and I actually had Rob speaking at one of my events as well. Um, one of my Women's Inspire Network events. And we've been good um, allies for a long time. And it's been wonderful to see what he's done, how he's changed his life. It's amazing. Like, so anytime I see him, I try and go along and support. Like he was down here in Wexford at the food festival and, you know, I try and support himself and Yvonne and I met the boys. And, you know, it's all about um, people. Everything's yeah. about people. And, and, you know, it's just making that bit of effort and saying, you know what, I will go to your book lunch. Or, yes, I will go. You know, just making that little bit of extra effort. They remember that. I think as well, like these days, a lot of people are still working from home. I know offices are kind of opening, uh, semi-open over the next couple of months, but I don't think it's going to go back to the way it was very soon. And I think that the people have been pretty much shut off from meeting new people in person for the last couple of years. And it, you know, if you're if you think about your career, you can kind of pick out people like you mentioned that, that kind of helped you along the way or introduced made that introduction or whatever. And I think mm. when you're working in your box room, it can be a little bit difficult uh, to do that. And you have to maybe put yourself out there a little bit more. Um, it, it, it's it's it, you can spend all your day doing like a, a list of tasks, but you can do one thing that will really move the needle. So I'm trying to figure that out every day. Say, what's the big thing here that makes everything else, you know, if I didn't do that, it'd be fine. And I think that, you know, meeting people might be the, the way to go. It could be the right introduction, though. It could be just as simple as that. Or it could be, um, you know, like I had my conference on the 13th of October. OK, I'd love more people to see that that's on because I know they'd love it, especially if they're in business. Um, you know, so it could be just somebody retweeting that to a lot of people that actually are my target market. You know, um, it yeah. could be me getting in front of 
maybe someone's listening today that might want to come to the conference, you know, or it could tell, be even them just about, retweeting about the it. It's, it's all about going global, uh, claiming your space, owning it and going global. So I just think during the pandemic, I saw so many people actually start to go global. Like I have a, a client and she's a music school. And obviously the music schools had to close and stuff. And so she started doing online lessons. And now my daughter here in Rossler Harbour, she's in Ternier in Rossler Harbour, does violin lessons online. Wow. And now she's gone global. She has uh, clients all over the world. And another lady um, who was my client, she was doing yoga. And I'd already been teaching her before the pandemic hit how to do yoga classes online. And then the pandemic hit. And guess who was ready for the mm. pandemic? She now has clients all over the world in Japan, in the US, and she's speaking at my conference as well, Emma. And you know what? It's just, it's all about, uh, the conference is all about just giving tips on how to go global. So how to organize your calendar to do those calendar invites, to organize your calendar, uh, how to increase your prices with confidence. Okay, because just because you're online doesn't mean you have to decrease your prices because you still have the same knowledge you're sharing. You know, um, we've other things like we're going to be doing Twitter spaces, showing people how to use social audio. Uh, we have Joe Costello as well, talking about how to avoid burnout. And, you know, I work very hard. You work very hard. Like, you know, sometimes we have to like it's still evening time. So I'm going to go out with the dogs now for a yeah. walk. But it's like you said, in this box room space, this is one of the reasons our membership went up 28 percent because people were feeling isolated yeah. and lonely working from home. And it's one of the reasons I started the network. And um, you can build relationships online. Like we haven't met in real life yet, but we will, you know, yeah. we'll be at some events, some stage and we will meet, but you know, you can build, I have three clients I haven't met in real life yet. Uh, imagine. <laughs> you know, it's so funny. So how, how things work out and yeah, it's, with the, with the network, what's the, what's the main, um, like the, the main thing that you guys are doing with the network? Is it, is it, that's what it is. It is a network. So you guys are looking to help each other. Is there like mentorship? What's the, what's the network? Yeah. Part? Yeah. All of that. We, actually, uh, we do weekly webinars. So we teach okay. them how to thrive online. So we teach them how to use Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, all the social media platforms. We teach them about cool. um, pricing. We teach them about how to do a sale, how to follow up with a sale. The basic stuff we all need to do as business owners, you know, um, like some of the webinars we have lined up a security one next week, you know, how to keep your business secure, like three things to, that you can implement today. I always like doing things you can implement today <laughs> because there's too many conferences I went to where I was like, I can't implement any of that now. I have to do his workshop or I have to, you know, and it's like, I liked people to get value. And when you get value, then if they want to do the workshop or whatever it is, you know, that's fine. But nobody really sells on my conferences either. It's either you just really like that person. And because they've shared their knowledge, you go, do you know what? I'm definitely going to do her workshop. She's brilliant, you know, and that's what you want. Um, but yeah, so it's all uh, the network is online. We do uh, mentoring to get mentoring with me or one of my team or whoever it is. Let's say they're they're struggling with email marketing. I have an email marketing expert. I have an expert in nearly everything. So if you need anything, I probably know an expert in that. Um, but that's also my Twitter network, not just my Women's Inspire network. So I know a lot of guys who are brilliant at what they do. So um, if I can't find them in the network, I'll get them 30 minutes with that person. Um, and then we do, we feature the members strongly. And that's really important. And I think a lot of networks don't do this. And this is a gap I saw. It's all about the members. It's actually not about me at all. So I'd rather talk about my members, like Sonia with the music school, Emma, you know, Sharon, who was on the radio for the first time today because they needed a social media expert, but she lives in Kerry and it was a Kerry radio station. So nice. I said, Sharon, you do it. Go on, you'd be brilliant. And she was brilliant. And now she feels more confident to do it again. And that's what I like. I want to show them that, look, youth can do this, you know, and I, I'm so proud where I am now and it took me years to get here and to be taken seriously, but I, I, I don't want to do this on my own. I want to bring people with me. And I think that's important. And I don't think pe enough people do that. Yeah. Um, so I just want to kind of, and that's why I don't have an expensive or anything. That's why it's 20 euros a month. I mean, and, 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 you know, there's no need. I think there's too much before the pandemic, this is sorting the men out from the boys. Before the pandemic, there was a bit of bitching and a bit of taking clients and all this kind of crap. But you know what? 
I don't think that's going to happen now. I think the people who stood their ground and that were here for people, were here for their followers, were here to help, the ones that stayed visible, they're going to shine the most because people were watching and people, kindness is huge. And everybody is just, you know what? I just want a good person to work with me now. I don't want to work with that person. I don't care if maybe they're the best, but they're an idiot, you know? Yeah. So I want to just be around good people. So I don't know if that made sense, but I'm just saying that that is where I think things are going to change. I think people are really, people buy from people. And I think the people that really stood out during this pandemic were the ones that helped during this pandemic. So, Absolutely. I think that kind of growth mindset that people kept rather than the scarcity mindset, I think that kind of shines through as well. Um, yeah. Which is all really interesting stuff. Mark Baker, like we've got a lightning round in the bag here uh, that we might, might lightning round. It's lightning, lightning uh, uh, questions. Uh, you know, they're not even that quick, Mark. Are they? We need to rename that. <laughs> yeah. We need to rename this round. Do I need a buzzer? Do I need a buzzer? No, no, or something? They're actually they're not lightning rounds at all. I don't okay, know why okay, that. okay. Actually, I want to ask you a question. It sounds like a good idea, though. Yeah, yeah it does. <laughs> we want the lightning round. We must work on that. Um, if like, what's some what's some actionable steps that people can take right now? to improve their Twitter uh, following or activity or presence? Okay, well, the first thing you could do is follow yourselves and follow me on Twitter. Just tweet me and say, I was listening to the Shark Pod podcast and this is the part I really liked and I will retweet it to 60,000 people. So that would be something nice. that can be implemented straight away. Um, also, if you check your bio and look at your bio and say, right, would I follow me? Do I look interesting enough for someone to follow? Is my bio filled in properly? Have I got a really good headshot? I went to John Murray photos and I got my headshot done. And it's a deadly headshot. I don't know if you've seen it, but it just really brings my personality out, the mischievousness in my eye, the glint in my eye. And then yet it looks like powerful businesswoman kind of thing. So, you know, get a really good headshot. Um, make People sure underestimate bio... that, I think, for sure. Oh, like that's yeah. your avatar. That's who you are. Baker. online that's who everybody sees all the time do you ever yeah, see people the state will... of mind mark it's fuck it's rubbish i gotta look at that it's see I'm like well, it's such a simple thing but as you can see i don't us. look all polished like that headshot now but you know it's like um it's it's, it's just your image it's yeah. your personal brand so yeah. definitely yeah, check the headshot sure. yeah um fill in your bio and you know the easiest thing you can do is tag me and just say hi heard you on the podcast uh you know this is my business this is what i do and i will retweet it to sixty thousand people unless you're going to be talking about something negative that's some mm. something that's going to hurt somebody i wouldn't mm. retweet it then here's a quick question how do you how do i filter the negativity out of twitter from god when i go on twitter the reason i actually stopped or i cut down on it is actually because it's, it's so like depressing, some of the of stuff. You should go to my Twitter feed. It's so fluffy. You're just following people it? who are negative. <laughs> unfollow the people who are is, being yeah. negative. Yeah. Unfollow. Um, any any it, newscasters, I must unfollow them because it's mostly newscasters or news people sharing bad news about COVID. Well, it was for a while. Well, you see, yeah. that's 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 actually what people started going to Twitter for was because mm, the latest news. news as it happens. Um, yeah. So what you could do is put them on a Twitter list. So you create a Twitter list for news, Twitter list for people you really like following, like Samantha. You yeah. put a Twitter list for, and, and you put Rob in that list. And, you know, people yeah. that you know are adding value. And you can create a Twitter list of potential speakers, potential guests, Twitter list of other podcasts, Twitter create your Twitter list. Go and look at my Twitter lists. Have some cool people on that list um, and um, start creating these lists. And then just in the morning, check your notifications and go straight to your Twitter list and say, right, how can I help Rob today? How can I help Samantha today? Maybe I could retweet. Maybe I can. And then usually when someone retweets me, I go and look at their last tweet and I usually retweet that as a thank you. Mm-hmm. So it's all about helping each other. Yeah. Really. What's more powerful, words and image or just words? Uh, on Twitter, words and image or video. Good. We haven't mentioned video, have we today? Uh, video is very powerful. Uh, but only under two, like two minutes 20 is the longest you can do a video. But I do Twitter live sometimes. You can do Twitter live. Oh, yeah. I also use Restream and I, re- I stream little tutorials um, and I go to Twitter, LinkedIn and Facebook all at the same time. So there's so many things you can do. But um, image is very powerful. Put your branding on the image uh, and then something in the tweet and maybe a hashtag. 
hashtags, a couple of hashtags. Don't use any more than two on Twitter. How, how often should you be posting? Whenever your audience are there. So you have to figure out when are my audience online? So think about what you're doing now. It's Friday evening, evening times, probably kids, bed, bath time, blah, blah, blah. Think about that. And then half past nine is when my audience mm-hmm. are on. Half past nine to 11 p.m. when the Late Late Show is on. So nice. just think about what the other people are doing. So another good time is the morning commute. Another good time is coffee break, about half past 10, 1030. Um, so it depends when your audience are there. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, okay, I'll start with some of these questions. Look, they're not quick fire. Was that not the, was that not the quick fire no. round? No. <laughs> just, I thought that was the quick fire. Samantha, we haven't even got to the lightning yet. Let's let's <laughs> okay. Let's see this flash of uh, my okay. my first question is probably I know the answer to it, but okay, I'll say apart from Twitter, what other apps do you use the most? Oh, um, well, I love LinkedIn. Um, apps, you mean? Sorry, apps. Do you yeah, mean apps LinkedIn, or social media platforms? On your phone, like when you're going to your phone, what are you clicking into most? LinkedIn? Do you do, you do much on LinkedIn? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I'm actually a bit yeah. of a LinkedIn expert too now. Okay, yeah, LinkedIn. Yeah, Clubhouse. Yeah, I spend a lot of time on LinkedIn. Yeah, LinkedIn's great. Um, it's getting mm. more human too. Have you noticed? Yes, I think it yeah. needs to. Yeah. I think people are so for a long time they were squeaky clean on there. Yeah, and they're just kind of like I want to hear if people's kind of. Like, I don't know, I follow a lot of people because I'm in, in sales and stuff like that. I follow a lot of people like that or I'm connected to a lot of people. It's all about, you know, how great the product is. And so, like one or two people would be like, yeah, lost this big uh, customer today. This is why. And then I'll click in there because I want to figure out what's going on. You know? Yes, exactly. Um, and that's, do you know, I always had it, the human and someone said, this is not Facebook, you know. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> But actually it really works for me. And the people that are following me are actually really good people like that actually loved following me because it was human so look uh sorry i'll oh. just open my phone uh, instagram <laughs> linkedin tiktok i love tiktok for playing because i have a little kitten and i put up videos of the kitten and the dogs <laughs> <laughs> nice. tiktok is for playing um another one is a uh, x recorder which records your screen i don't know if you're familiar with that one it's x recorder okay. there cool. so that records your screen i have rt radio one there funny enough <laughs> airbnb <laughs> Yeah. Anything else? That's enough. That's uh, enough. Okay. What? Okay. Here's a. Oh wait, my, my couch to five k as well. My my math, my walk is there as well. Perfect. Got to keep healthy. <laughs> yeah. Um. What's the next one? Sorry. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Look. Apart from apart from Twitter, what's your favorite social media and why? LinkedIn. Okay. I think because it's still B2B is still the same kind of audience. Like Twitter is like LinkedIn's living room. And the more LinkedIn people realize that, the better. You've got mm. the same decision makers on Twitter. You've got the same, you've got the journalists on Twitter. So powerful for B2B. It'd be great if you're able to map your, your LinkedIn uh, connections onto Twitter and just kind of connect with them all straight away automatically. Um, yeah. So, okay. Um What's the best business idea you've never acted upon? That's a hard one. <laughs> My dad had one. It was a anti-inflammable wallpaper. Okay, I like that idea. I think that's. You've got <laughs> but it didn't that. work. It went on fire. It's on my uh, TEDx talk. That story. <laughs> um, but <Okay. laughs> the best business idea I didn't act on. I, I suppose the best business idea I had was actually Funky Goddess, but I don't think the world was ready yet. And that was so subscription I, I might, thing, was it? No, no, it was a okay. gift box that a, a lone father could give their daughter or a separated father. Now she comes up for the weekend, she gets her period and it's like, ah, yeah. but like she it's had all, oh, everything okay. she needed in the box and nice little girly things too. So I do think that I might revisit that someday. That that to me would work well as a subscription, like obviously an altered version of it. There a is a subscription model. Yeah, there is one is, like that, but yeah, it doesn't yeah. it doesn't make much money, you see. So, you oh, know, yeah. you have to kind of mm. think like a businesswoman now a little bit, you know, so. Tell some, tell Samantha your idea for the subscription uh, right. one, Luke. Okay. Don't say it out loud because people rob that, you know. S- someone has, I think it's already. Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. So, Mark, you know, this is years ago. Okay, let's let's cast our minds back. This is a different, this is a different kind of setup with the internet. It was just getting going, really. It was probably 2008, you know. Um, so, e coms kind of not new, but it's got like, like people are buying things off eBay there. You know, yeah, um, yeah, and I always had this thing where I love, I love, I love new socks. 
when I put on new socks, I feel like a millionaire walking around. I feel like I'm walking on air. I feel like I could take on the world with these new socks. Do you know what, do you know what yeah. I mean? And I thought to myself, how can I live like this every day? So I said to Mark, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to buy a URL because that's how you start a business, Mark, right? I've got about 10. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, uh, it's going to be called the mil- the the Millionaire Sock or, was it Millionaire Sock Club. Mark was, Something like that, yeah. Yeah, mil- million million dollar sock million dollar sock club. That's what it's called. Stockham. Oh and yeah. Basically, we'd send you thirty pairs of socks every month, and then you use them once and throw them away, right? I um, think it was a dollar sock club. That's what it was. Isn't see, it? The and thing then the, is, fast fashion and all that. Would I know. Be like, it's, yeah. it's bad for the environment. It's bad mm. for like it's a bad look. But it's for the, it would be for those people who you know. I don't think I'd come up with that now. I was like 19 at the time, but um, <laughs> it was full of holes. Also, who's going to order? It's going to be a big box of socks coming. We were going to keep them all. You know, they're going to be everywhere. So it didn't work out in the end. But I think there's probably a market for that. Um, you know, I just wanted to live like a millionaire. You know, with socks. Well, the funny thing is, when you come up with a business idea, you'll always come up with another one. My dad was always coming up with all kinds of business. He always like Dell boy. You know. Be like, if we could just think of one little thing, we'd be millionaires. And you know what? Um, <laughs> you will think of another one. Even on Dragon's Den, Bobby Kerr said, I'm not going to invest this time, but I do think you're going to come up with something else. He did say that, nice. you know? So it's, uh, yeah, it's, mm. that's the, that's what it didn't, it wasn't to be, but uh, Mark, what's the next question? It, there's something still there. I, I, I just know it. it's going to come out soon. <laughs> okay. Um, how much money is enough money? enough where you are not worried when a bill comes in the door and when I was a lone parent a bill coming in the door could be could cause a lot of stress and I don't think many people understand it's not nice being poor it's not nice living week to week and not having money Um, so having enough money is that where I can I'm not worried if a bill comes in the door if I'm not not worried if my car tax needs to be renewed. It's like, yes, I can just do it. Like that's success to me and being able to help my daughters have opportunities I didn't have as well. It's so yeah. important. Like I, I grew up in a, a single mother household as well. And bills, yeah. if bills is always on the mind in the background. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, it's, yeah. it's a constant thing. So when, yeah. when you get to a point where like, that's what, uh, one of the first uh, shark pods we talk about, uh, you know, people, if you don't know what to do, you know, getting to sales is a good way to, you know, to, to earn a lot of money, the potential is kind of endless of what you can do. Um, and, you know, being in a position where you, ha- you haven't worried about bills for years and years because oh, you know it's, I mean? it's, it's a, I, I, I appreciate it every day. So I, I really, it's huge. Yeah. It's huge. I don't think people talk about it enough. I don't know if that's an Irish thing either, but I don't think people talk about it enough. I mean, what, the more I look back, I go, how did I survive? How? Like I had nothing. Um, and, you know, even getting coal, making sure, you know, all those little things. And, you know, it's not a nice way to live week to week. And, you know, and, and so nice to be able to say, what was the thing we were able to say the other day? There was something I said to my husband, isn't it great to be able to say that we can do that? And I think it was just the car broken down or something needed to be fixed on the car. And it's like, OK, well, we'll get it done. And yeah. it was like, you know, just like that, you know. Yeah. And my, things like that my wife I was, I'm like at the MacGyver around the house because we didn't have money to get things fixed when I was growing up <laughs> really we just had to make do so I, I can I can I'll figure out a way to kind of Jimmy there was a lot of <laughs> I remember there was a lot of contraptions <laughs> in that house but like you're happy as <laughs> just well just holding stuff yeah. together yeah you know I'm, I'm saying we had a I grew up in a very happy household completely but you know we had to we had to make do and um, well same here yeah yeah I think we all did yeah. though didn't we I mean I, I mean I, we had stew most days yeah, for we dinner were, like we were a poor man's stew even better which was coddle like but you know I mean I think I still won't eat you spaghetti know, I'm still, huh? I'm, I still won't eat spaghetti bolognese that like I had too much of that growing up it goes too far <laughs> You know, and I said, you know, anything, anything so, but Mark. Or Weedabix. That man used to eat. How many Weedabix did you eat like, in one bowl? It was the only thing going at the time. <laughs> I, mean, I think like, 10. I wouldn't say 10 in a bowl. It was, it was a little yeah, lot, I remember. Like that, yeah. Uh, I was a growing yeah, boy. You see, and, and you see, when you've, when you've grown up like that, you appreciate, and I mean, I didn't grow up, I, I grew up in Tala. And I really love to see, I appreciate what's here on my doorstep so much. It's kept me sane through the pandemic. I was able to get out and walk the beach with the dogs. And so many people couldn't do that. And I used to put up videos of the sea. And, and, and then I was thinking, oh, my God, am I, am I looking like I'm bragging that I'm by the sea? But then people were messaging me saying, please keep posting the mm. sea because I miss the sea. You know? Mm. It's, uh, so. Mark Baker, 
What's the last? It's Friday night here. I want to respect our guest's time here. Yeah, she wants to get out there, drop walk the dogs. What's the What's the last question on your mind there? Okay. And we'll wrap this up. Yeah. Okay. Um, if you could advise someone to learn one skill, what would it be? How to listen. Interesting. I don't think we've had that before. <laughs> or maybe I maybe I wasn't listening. <laughs> exactly. Mark needs to learn how to listen for sure. But I think that's a. I mean, an underrated sales skill. As well. It is, yeah. isn't it? I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm rereading a book called um, Never Split the Difference. It's like a negotiation book. And one of the main things in that as a negotiator, like he's a hostage, FBI hostage negotiator, is actually actively listening and said it's mm. way harder than, you, harder than you think. Yeah, yeah. Mm. and it's something I'm only still learning too. Like, And, and I didn't realize I didn't listen for years. And, but, but because I'm, on a program as well in recovery, you, you, you try and live differently. Um, it's one of the skills I've learned is to actually, you know, and not react. Oh my God. Yeah. Not react as well. It's another one. It's, so many, I'm only learning how to yeah. live now. Like, <laughs> it's terrible. And I think we might, something just came to mind there, something that you mentioned earlier that I was going to bring up and we might end on this because this is a, this is a Twitter, I don't know if it was Twitter, I don't know if it was LinkedIn, I can't remember what social media was, but it was a post by a hotel and they were letting everybody know that they got new carpets. And I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do with this information. You know, and that's it's not very engaging. So uh, I think we'll try to avoid that type of posting after listening to this. But um, uh, Samantha, it has been an absolute delight to have you on the Shark Pod. We appreciate you coming on Friday evening, which is you know the time where people like to wind down for the week. But uh, I really do appreciate it, and uh, we'll let you know when this is out. And uh, hopefully, you give us an L share on the Twitter. Oh, of course, that goes without right. saying. Oh. And and thank you guys, because um, I think actually when you finish this recording, I have an idea. So you see, I always, um, you've given me an opportunity. So I always look after people who give me opportunities. So wow. that's the way it is. Perfect. Thanks, okay. Also, a t-shirt or mug, what would you prefer out there in uh, Rosler? T-shirt. Oh, I don't know. Let me see the t-shirt. So it would be the Mark's version there. I've got a, I've got a legacy one on. <laughs> no, I want the cup. The cup is brilliant. Yeah. Anyway. So I'll just, I'll just wear them as pajamas. Like okay. <laughs> well, the, the yeah. cup, the mug is on its way to you. Um, the tweeting Thank goddess, you. thanks very much for joining us on the Shark Pod this evening. You're welcome. Thank you.